G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. A journey through Psalm 23. It's an opportunity today to explore some of the dimensions of one of the best known passages in the whole Bible. It's Psalm 23, a song of gratitude to a loving God in a painful world. No wonder it is so popular as a Bible reading at funerals. God is revealed as a shepherd who guides and blesses his followers even through the valley of the shadow of death. Because of his goodness, those in his care have nothing to fear because whatever happens to them, God will be with them. Pastor Brad Bonham is Senior Pastor of Horizon Church in Sydney, He also serves on the Australian Christian Church's National Board of Executives and the Board of ACC's National University College, Alpha Crucis. Brad Bonham, welcome along to 2020. Good morning. It's so good to be with you. Hey, Brad, I don't want to leave any listener out on the edge wondering what we're talking about if we're actually falling in love with... Uh, Psalm 23. So I wonder if I might just read the psalm for listeners and then we'll get into a conversation. Is that okay? Beautiful. Go ahead. Okay, so Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Brad, there's no doubt... There is a timeless way that those words have been a blessing to generation on generation for thousands of years. Give us your overall insights about this most famous of Psalms. Oh, beautiful. What a tremendous passage of Scripture. And uh, every time I read it, uh, it blesses me, encourages me, uh, and uh, strengthens my soul. A number of years ago, um, uh, in my leadership, what had happened was uh, the the ministry I was involved in, there was a little bit of difficulty and some challenge. And during my devotional time, just seeking God to be able to lead God's people through this difficulty, one day I was reading Psalms, and all of a sudden, Psalm 23, I mean, if I could say it, just popped. It, it, It was alive, it was rich. And the more I read it, uh, I just knew in my heart that God was asking me to really dig deep into the the psalm. The more I dug into it, uh, it became alive and it 
it became a, a passage of scripture that literally transformed our congregation. And so for week after week, uh, we preached the psalm, we taught from the psalm, uh, we went through it verse by verse. And through that experience, uh, we saw our congregation healed, loved, set free uh, as they experienced the goodness of the Good Shepherd. And uh, it was a beautiful journey. And since that time, uh, I could say that out of all passages of Scripture that have strengthened me personally, encouraged me and supported me in my personal journey in understanding the goodness of God, Psalm 23 has been it. You know, we might get into what happens in the spirituality of reading a psalm like this. But as you describe so beautifully, Brad, when there is a difficulty, when there's a challenge, whether it's individual or whether it's a corporate challenge, if there's a crisis, if there's pain, if there's trauma, there's something about the words in Psalm 23 that cut through all of that and introduce us to the heart of God. Absolutely. It, it's so beautifully said. Um, and what was interesting in this journey, as I studied the psalm, uh, I saw a Bible commentator make this comment. He said, Psalm 23 ought to be one of the seven wonders of the world. And at first, when I first heard that, I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's a fairly bold statement to make. But the more I read the psalm, I eventually arrived at a place myself where I too can resolutely say Psalm 23 ought to be one of the seven wonders of the world. Well, what an amazing way to frame just a short passage uh, as I read just a few moments ago. And even as I mentioned in the introduction to Brad, no wonder it is one of the favourite go-to psalms when you go to a funeral. And sometimes, and you're a minister of the gospel, no doubt you've conducted many a funeral, and you'll sit down with the family and you'll say, we're putting together this service here, and is there any particular favorite passage of scripture you'd like to have included? And people will say, Psalm 23. And it's not just out of habit, because that's just what you do. There's something there that connects to the heart. What are your thoughts here on the fact that Funerals are often uh, that the psalm is a part of the funeral uh, service. Yeah, of course, and and that's exactly right. It is used for funeral services uh, across the globe for many, many hundreds of years, uh, and it's been a blessing to people. Now, there's no doubt that the psalm uh, should be and can be used for the hurting, those who are grieving. Absolutely. But in some ways, if I was to be honest, it's unfortunate that we've actually used Psalm 23 primarily at funerals. Because Psalm 23, when you actually look at verse 6, the psalmist said, uh, or uses the phrase, all the days of my life, not just at death. So from a teenager to a young adult, mums and dads, etc., etc., grandparents, this psalm is, in fact, for all the days of our lives. Now, when you break down the psalm, you get to see something in it that's very, very special. And that is, every single need that we have in life is actually met in this psalm. So if you think about our needs, we have physical needs, uh, spiritual, emotional, directional, uh, relational, and our eternal need. Every single need that we have in life 
is actually spoken to in Psalm 23. It is amazing. And if we're getting into some depth here, the context is that the psalm is written by David, King David. And if you understand something of his life, you get something of a fullness of how this might have been coming out of his own heart. How do you describe King David as the author of this psalm? Very good question. Look, when you when you actually uh, take the time to study the psalm, one of the questions that actually has to be asked is, when did David actually write the psalm? Now, it's important that we ask that question because it helps us to understand potentially what he was going through at the time in order for him to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. Now, the difficulty, however, in understanding the timing is that nobody truly knows when in David's life did he actually write the psalm. Now, Many Bible commentators, however, conclude that David actually wrote the psalm when he was an old man. He had uh, been a young boy, a shepherd in a field. Eventually, he defeated a Goliath. He was persecuted on the run from Saul. Uh, Not his fault. Eventually, God exalted him as a king. He had made some tragic mistakes in his life. And so many commentators actually say that Psalm 23 is an old king now looking back over his life and has come to the conclusion uh, in the psalm by saying, in everything that I went through, I can truly say that the Lord is my shepherd. You know, often we want to see the end product, to know that the road test of faith in God actually works, actually makes sense. And what we have in King David and all of the the good, the bad and the ugly things that he went through, as you say, wow, looking back from an old king reflecting on his life, recognizing this is the God of his worship. And, uh, you know, a man after God's own heart. And here's how he reflects as an old man. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Pastor Brad Bonholm is our guest and he's recently published on a website called rightnowmedia.org, a six-part series on Psalm 23. And uh, we're going through some of those wonderful insights about Psalm 23 today. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. And we'll take some calls. Why don't we take a call or two now? Dee is in Tasmania. Hello, Dee. Welcome. Hello there. Dee, what are your thoughts? Well, Psalm 23 is a favourite, has been for a very long time. Um, I grew up in a very abusive family, experienced a lot of trauma, Um, then got into abusive relationships, as often happens. Uh, Got pregnant very young, experienced a lot of domestic violence. And I can honestly say I just love the words that, you know, he restores my soul. Wow. And as I reflect on this, it's just, I just wanted to, you know, share it with other people that might be listening, wondering if God can really do that. Um, he really can. Yeah. That is just beautiful, Dee. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts for Dee? 
Dee, thank you so much for sharing your heart and for being so transparent. And I too, like you, absolutely love that statement in the psalm where the psalmist says, he restores my soul. Now, here's the beautiful thing about that statement. And that is the work of the good shepherd is not based on my merit, my ability, or how well I achieve something. The psalmist states, he restores my soul. And along with that, not only does he restore our soul, but he actually leads us in the paths that are actually right. So this good shepherd, he's so amazing that not only can he restore me and heal and bring wholeness to areas in our lives where there's been pain and difficulty, but he can actually take us from that place and actually lead us in paths that are actually right. That is our destiny and our purpose. D in Tasmania, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. I mean, uh, what we've just heard is a testimony that the Word of God in a simple passage, Psalm 23, works in restoring our souls in a time of hurt. Uh, That will be a real confirmation for some that uh, perhaps relying on God is a great way to go. Let's take another call. Wendy is in Benora Point in New South Wales. Hi, Wendy. Welcome. Good morning, Neil. Good to hear from you, you, Wendy. Good. What are your thoughts? Um, Well, I just wanted to uh, make a short comment because um, I agreed with your speaker um, that it is a whole of life um, psalm. Because um, during COVID, I decided to try and complete my memoirs. And um, so last year in April was our 50th wedding anniversary and my 75th birthday. So wow. I aimed to have it finished and printed. And when I was praying one day, and I think I was actually probably just in the morning when you first wake up and you're thinking and praying, I thought, I'm going to call it My Cup Overflows. And that was the title of my memoirs. So it was like taking it from that other part you know that it's not just about uh, when you're you know having problems but just the way god blesses you wonderful stuff wendy my cup overflows and that would be contrasted with the thought that my cup is empty and so to hear that reflection uh, of your own life and that coming of course from psalm 23 brad what are your thoughts for wendy Oh, Wendy, what a beautiful statement and what a positive, faithful statement that you've actually made this morning. My cup overflows. Interesting, Wendy, to watch in this psalm a metaphor change. Now, uh, at the start of the psalm, we see the Lord, our shepherd, uh, pastoring, ministering to his sheep. But eventually, there's terminology that actually changes in the psalm and that's towards the back end of the psalm my cup you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil uh i'll dwell in the house of the lord forever now what's interesting is that sheep don't drink from cups neither do they sit at tables neither do they dwell in houses so the metaphor changes that we get to know him as a shepherd, we are his sheep, but the more we know him as, his, as our shepherd, eventually the metaphor changes to sons and daughters. Sons and daughters drink from cups, sons and daughters sit at tables, and sons and daughters dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
Not only is he our shepherd, but he is also our father and he treats us as sons and daughters. Wendy in Benora Point, uh, thank you so much for calling in and a wonderful expression there and all the best with your memoir, uh, My Cup Overflows. Uh, we're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Talking through Psalm 23 today, a journey through Psalm 23. And, uh, you know, Brad's got a six-part series online that you can access. And I'll encourage you, uh, listen to our conversation first, but then you might want to access it later today, a six-part series. And I'll give you the address as to how you can do that. We were talking about going through verse by verse. We're not going to get verse by verse because we won't be able to uh, get through all of that in the time we've got. But we are living in a what some would describe as a desperately busy world. Uh, things are getting harder. Uh, we might even be suffering some blackouts <laughs> around the nation over the coming weeks. Uh, issues of cost of living rises, interest rate rises, pressure on mortgages. This is a very busy world we're living in. Brad, does Psalm 23 speak into our busy world? It absolutely does. And uh, it's, it's something that, as a pastor, I'm deeply concerned about in people's lives and the busyness of our world um, you know, with the invention of the computer and technology. Uh, you know, it was stated many, many years ago that we were supposed to work less, but in actual fact, people are working more. Now, what's interesting about the psalm is that when you actually look at it, that there's many things that the shepherd does to actually lead his sheep. But there's only one thing that the shepherd makes the sheep do, and that is in verse 2, it says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Essentially, what we're actually talking about is rest. Now, understanding rest is simply this. Rest is not inactivity. That's not what we're talking about. Rest is spirit-directed activity. That is, under the goodness of Jesus, we're listening to his voice. We're allowing him to lead us to green pastures and besides still waters. Now, this is the thing that's interesting. Sheep, by nature, do not lie down unless there's a couple of things that are, uh, I suppose, present for them to feel safe. Uh, because, of course, sheep naturally, uh, by nature, are timid, nervous, uh, easily frightened animals. And if there's any sense of fear, sheep will not lie down. So the question is, why is it in this psalm that these sheep actually lie down? And there is only one answer. And that is, the shepherd frees the sheep from fear simply because of his relational and calming presence. There is nothing like being in a busy world, but knowing that you are in the presence of Jesus. There is a beautiful and rich peace that comes when we know that he is with us. Now, I've got to say one more thing that's just really remarkable about this psalm. Do you know what the very middle of the psalm actually states? And it's simply this. You are with me. How beautiful is his presence knowing that the Lord is. That's how it starts. It finishes by saying the Lord forever. And the very middle is for you are with me. 
In fact, Brad, why don't we take another call or two? Michael is in Maruya in New South Wales. Hi, Michael. Welcome. Oh, good day, Neil. Um, Michael, what are your uh, thoughts? Yeah, just some, well, something I wanted to uh, say about that psalm. I can say it's the only full uh, full chapter in the Bible that I can say off by heart. Wow. I know I have uh, taken time over the years, too, to say I'd love to memorise that psalm. And uh, so you've memorised it. Is it something that comes yeah. to you? When does it come to you most, Michael? Uh, well, I, I make it one of my prayers every morning. Okay, good. And uh, good to have a regular go-to prayer. And maybe there's, uh, you know, there's lots of different great prayers that you could pray, but certainly that would be really, really, really high up on the list uh, when you're going through yeah. things, you know, the rough and tumble of day-to-day life. Let's get a thought or two from yeah. Brad. Brad, what are your thoughts for Michael? Hey, good morning, Michael. Thank you so much. And you're absolutely right. It's definitely one of those Psalms, uh, passages of Scripture that's just so easy to remember and to recite. And I think what what I've loved about uh, what you said there, Michael, is that um, uh, it's such a rich and broad Psalm that no matter what we're going through in life, there's something in it that relates to our day. And I love that you said that you recite it every day because David said at the end of the psalm, all the days of my life. Um, There's a funny story actually of a uh, Baptist pastor in America who was uh, counseling a couple and just working through some difficulties. And uh, he was a, uh, a medical, he was a GP by background in his, you know, in his previous profession and eventually had become a pastor. And uh, he wrote them a script and he said, every day, three times a day, Psalm 23 for the next seven days. And uh, look, I don't know the outcome of that situation, but what I loved is that when we read the Psalm, when we recite it, it has, God's word has the power to heal, refresh, restore and encourage. Michael in Maruya, New South Wales, thank you so much for your call. Taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call. Joy is in far north New South Wales. Hello, Joy. Good morning. Um, I'd just like to add to your discussion on the 23rd Psalm. Wonderful. Um, I was given uh, 30-odd years ago a cookbook by a dear Christian friend from Dallas, Texas. And every page or nearly every page has a phrase or a saying, an uplifting verse. And this one is on the the, um, Lord's Prayer. And... um, I'm sorry, I'm very nervous. It's okay. on the 23rd Psalm. That's it. It's yep. on the 23rd, 23rd Psalm. 23rd Psalm, yep. Yes. And it goes to say, The Lord is my shepherd, perfect salvation. I shall not want perfect satisfaction. He leadeth me to lie in green pastures, perfect rest. He leadeth me beside the still waters, perfect refreshment. He restores my soul, perfect restoration. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness, perfect guidance. I shall fear no evil, perfect protection. Thou art with me, perfect company. Thy rod and thy staff, 
perfect comfort. Thou preparest a table, perfect provision. Thou anointest my head, perfect consecration. My cup runneth over, perfect joy. Surely, surely, perfect confidence. Goodness and mercy shall follow me, perfect care. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, perfect destiny. Joy, that is outstanding. In fact, it's profound. It's absolutely beautiful. And I know, Brad, in your notes, when you've reflected on Psalm 23, you've said this is like a resume of God Almighty. And I think Joy has just reflected that. But, Brad, what are your thoughts for Joy? Joy, that was absolutely amazing. I don't know why you're nervous. That was fantastic. So well done. You have absolutely blessed me today uh, with what you've read. So thank you. Joy, uh, I love your reflections, uh, and and I I do mean what I've said. One of the thoughts uh, that I had as you were speaking about the perfection of our God and the way that he leads us uh, with his kindness and with his grace is the first part of the psalm in Psalm 23, verse 1, which says, The Lord is. Now, what's amazing about that in all of those things that you describe that the Good Shepherd uh, does for us, you know, perfect rest, perfect comfort, etc., is this little word there in that first verse which says, The Lord is. And that is, of course, the word is. Now, the word is is written in the present tense. In other words, we see the active, dynamic, lively, and energetic involvement of Christ the Shepherd in our lives today. So every one of those things that you describe, Joy, the Lord can actually do that for us today. If we need comfort, the Lord is. If we need care, the Lord is. If we need uh, the Lord to uh, give us direction, etc., the Lord is. So it doesn't say the Lord was. It says the Lord is. Now, One more thing, Joy, if I can just say this, and that is one of the most beautiful things about the psalm is that it's a psalm that's personal. If you actually read the psalm, there's no we, there's no us, there's no they, but only my, me, I, he, and you. Look at the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, etc. What a beautiful, personal psalm given to you and I. Joy, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Let's just keep taking some calls here. Barbara is in Edenhope in Victoria. Hello, Barbara. Welcome. Good morning. What are your thoughts, Barbara? Thank you for taking my call. Um... Lord, the 23rd Psalm has got to be one of the best and most favourite passages of Scripture in the whole Bible. Um, and look, I have got so much out of it. My, I just want to share my first encounter with Psalm 23 as a study was through a little book by a Philip Keller. And it's entitled A Shepherd Look at Psalm 23. <clears throat> And he goes through it verse by verse, which is what 
our speaker was talking about. One of the things that I really loved what he said this morning is how important this psalm is for the living, not just to be said at funerals. And um, just that, oh, pardon me, it's that cold, damp weather. Yep. Just back before COVID, I had the wonderful opportunity of doing some pastoral care in the nursing home with two particular women. And God led me to go through this little book and go through Psalm 23, verse by verse. And the absolute uh, blessing that I encountered as I saw what this psalm did for these two women who, not long after that, both of them passed away and went home to be with the Lord. But what he was saying about the importance of really sharing this psalm while we're still alive because there is so much in it. And the yes, the part that speaks to me is where he says he restores my soul. And it doesn't matter where we've been or what we've been through, the hardships or whatever sin might have happened in our lives, he restores my soul. And that is a continual thing. He doesn't just restore it once. He continually restores our soul. Wonderful insight, Barbara. Let's get a thought or two from Brad. Barbara, absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That has been uh, been rich as well. Just uh, incredible. Um, I think what I love about that section there, uh, Barbara, in the psalm where it says, uh, he restores my soul, is how it's actually connected to the second part of the verse, which actually then says, he leads me beside the still waters. Now, soul restoration and still waters actually go hand in hand. Now, here's my, here's my little point I want to make about that. And that is, notice that the psalmist says, he does not lead me to still waters. He leads me beside still waters. Now, if I am walking to something, there's a starting point, And of course, uh, you eventually r- uh, arrive at your desired destination. However, in this psalm, it says, he leads me beside still waters. Now, in the busyness of our world, uh, the presence of God and the presence of our Good Shepherd is so rich and so wonderful. We don't need to start somewhere to attain it. Our God is with us today, every step of our day, and he leads us beside still waters, meaning... Right there next to me is an answer from the Good Shepherd in whatever I'm going through. Barbara, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Interesting, as we've been hearing listeners calling in and your beautiful responses to Brad, there is a thought that if you're going through the turmoil of your day, just switching on to understanding that God is there that he is guiding you beside still waters, may actually transform you from what you are caught up in the busyness of the moment and even the hurt and uh, the challenges of the things that you're going through to a place where that peace is actually a tangible type of a peace. Any thoughts here on just how significant it can be to come into the presence of the Lord and to have those waves calmed and to be there beside the still waters? 
Oh, absolutely. It's uh, it's just tremendous. And of course, um, uh, when we're going through those times of turmoil, Neil, and those difficulties, uh, one of the verses in the psalm that we all relate to, of course, where David says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, uh, here's the beautiful thing about that verse, that statement, where he says, I will feel no evil for you are with me. Now, earlier we spoke about when did David write the psalm? And many, many Bible commentators actually agree that David wrote the psalm as an old man, an old king, looking back over his life. In other words, he now has a vantage point, uh, a strong position from where he can look back over life, look back through his experiences, uh, where he was hunted by Saul, where Absalom turned against him, etc., etc. These difficulties uh, that we all experience in our lives. And David says, though I walk through it, he doesn't say if I walk through it. In other words, we're all going to go through some of these trials at some point. However, he says this, he says, we are going through this. We're not parking. We're not stopping. The Lord is with us and we're actually going to get through this. So I pray over people who are listening today that if you are going through a difficult time, Notice that the psalm does not say, though I park in the valley of the shadow of death. It says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And God can actually take us through and he can bring us to the other side. Wonderful insights, Brad. And I'm glad you touched on that passage or that verse in the Psalm 23, going through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, that's obvious. That's one of the reasons, no doubt, why Psalm 23 is so popular at a funeral. But the valley of the shadow of death, that's not just uh, a expression of what happens when you're passing from this life to the next. Uh, there's, there's all of the, the shadow of death that is over us in so many ways as we're looking through the uncertainty of times to come. Any thoughts here on the valley of the shadow of death? We can all relate to the valley of the shadow of death in so many experiences in our life. And I know, Neil, that there would be many who are listening today who are in that place in their lives. And I, I've certainly been there myself in different, uh, myself in different seasons. Um, in the scriptures say that we are to count it all joy when we go through various trials. Now, the beautiful thing about the Good Shepherd is that in that verse, when it says that we are going through the valley of the shadow of death, the key to it is the psalmist says, for you are with me. And no matter what we're going through, his name is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And if we recognize that even in difficulty, when the Lord may feel like he's a million miles away, he's right there. He's with us. He is the good shepherd. He's comforting us. He's upholding us. He's strengthening us, and he loves us. Let's take another call. Philip is, uh, Murray is in Adelaide. Hello, Murray. Welcome along. Hello, Murray. So good to hear um, Pastor Brad again. I was working with you in uh, Paradise. Um, we have a situation where we're often visiting um, people who are dying in the hospital or even at home, and I find Psalm 23 so very, very valuable. It's like a prayer before them and tremendous comfort you see as we pray that prayer the psalm over them 
Murray, it's as though... It's as though, uh, because it is so popular at a funeral, lots of people have been exposed to Psalm 23, perhaps more than many of the other passages in Scripture. A thought or two here from Brad uh, for Murray. And, of course, when you're actually talking to people who are dying or there may be people who are in their elderly years, uh, what are your thoughts here for Murray, Brad? Yeah, thank you, Murray, and, and thank you for, for sharing, and, uh, and uh, it's nice to connect with you again. Uh, what I love, Murray, about what you've said in giving comfort to those who are perhaps at the end of this journey uh, on planet Earth, uh, getting ready to pass to the next. And uh, the scriptures say in, uh, in the latter part of the psalm uh, that uh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and the last part and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever what a beautiful promise earlier on in the interview Neil I made the statement that every single need that we have is actually covered in this psalm physical spiritual emotional directional relational and our last need and in fact our greatest need is our eternal need where do we go to once we pass from this life to the next The Good Shepherd is with us even when we pass from this life to the next. He will take care of our eternal need and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Murray in Adelaide, thank you so much for your call. We'll put a line under those calls for now because just a few minutes remaining for our conversation, Brad. If we're drawing an alignment to some characters of the New Testament, I know with this thought that the Lord is my shepherd, uh, I shall not want, a theme of the psalm, of course, Psalm 23, but it seems that David, uh, that uh, it seems that uh, Paul also learned uh, some of those ways to apply the wisdom and the presence of God from that psalm when Paul said, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And those words out of Philippians chapter 4. But there are alignments uh, in the life of Paul. And as we've heard today, there are alignments in the lives of listeners today who've said this psalm is just so powerful. Any thoughts here about it's not just something for an Old Testament time, but this is something that really overflows into the New Testament and onto the present age? It really does overflow into the New Testament and the present age. And uh, and I love that you've used Paul as an example from Philippians chapter 4, where Paul says, you know, I know how to have much and I know how to have little. Uh, in it, I've found contentment. Now, here's the one of the beautiful things that I've discovered in this psalm, Neil, and that is in verse 1, where David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, what's interesting is that when I first read that verse, studied it, looked at it, Uh, I thought to myself, hold on, I actually do have a lot of wants. Uh, I'd love it if I could get a bit more uh, help with my mortgage. (laughs) Uh, I'd love a whole bunch of things. I do actually have needs in my life. Now, one translation says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. And I thought, but hold on, you actually don't have everything that you need. So then what is the psalmist actually saying? Well, the psalmist is trying to explain to us that 
in whatever we are going through, Jesus, in his grace and his glory and his goodness, he has everything that we need. So let me explain it in this way. Uh, This is a true story. Uh, A bunch of retired pastors, many of them uh, seem to move to the Gold Coast. They love the nice warmer weather. We're having lunch uh, together. And uh, one of the elderly pastors that was there, he'd been in ministry for over 50 plus years. He told me this story and he said, the most senior of the elderly pastors asked these elderly pastors a question. He said, what was Jesus's greatest message? Well, they thought about it and they went around the table as they drank their coffee. And one pastor said, oh, well, I would say it's forgiveness. Another said compassion and Another one said, well, I think it's actually repentance. And this elderly senior pastor said, they're all good answers, but you're wrong. Jesus's greatest message was actually himself. So when the scripture says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Essentially what it's saying is, yes, we may have needs, but if we have Jesus, we will find contentment regardless of what we're going through. Well, in these times of uncertainty, the words that listeners will have really locked locked into today are going to be a comfort, are going to be a, a, a place of security uh, that they'll seek because these are uncertain times. These are hard times that so many are going through right now. And the words that you've spoken today, Brad, uh, just outstanding as you've reflected on the heart of God in Psalm 23. Now, there's a six-part series. Uh, You don't have to pay for these. You can go online and you can access this six-part series, A Journey Through Psalm 23. And here's the website to be able to do that, rightnowmedia.org. Psalm 23. So rightnowmedia.org. And to connect with Pastor Brad. Brad is the senior pastor of Horizon Church in Sydney. And hz.church is the website for the church. hz.church. So when someone goes on to rightnowmedia.org and they're accessing those Psalms, can you use those like in a small group setting or just go through them personally? What's the best way to approach those, Brad? Neil, the way that the uh, psalm and the presentation is designed, that it's perfect for small groups, it's perfect for individuals who want to just do a Bible study verse by verse through the psalm. So whether you want to do it in a small group, a home fellowship, or as an individual, uh, it works for anybody and everybody. Well, Pastor Brad Bonholm, he is Senior Pastor at Horizon Church in Sydney, hz.church. That six-part series, A Journey Through Psalm 23 at rightnowmedia.org. Brad, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 